Welcome to Colocho's Corner, a podcast for managers and leaders in the restaurant industry. My name's Curtis Cook, aka Colocho, a name I received many years ago when I first started in the restaurant industry. Today's podcast, Happy Forgiving. Usually when you talk about forgiveness, you're not thinking of happy thoughts or happy times. You know, you're down on yourself, trying to forgive yourself. You're trying to forgive others. You have anger and all that. And really, as a leader in the restaurant industry, and the more that you move up, the more you have to be able to forgive yourself and forgive others to help everyone move forward. So today, I'm going to try and break down uh, why we do not forgive, how we forgive ourselves, and really kind of how we forgive others. You know, so forgiveness is really, to me, it's a learned skill uh, that you can develop. Uh, and the more that you use it, the better you get at it. Because there is really, it's pretty systematic. And we'll talk about the four steps a little bit later that I kind of use to go through forgiveness. But uh, before we can get to that, let's go ahead and start off with uh, why do we not forgive? So first up is we're just reluctant to go of the anger. Whatever that person did or you did to yourself elicited an emotional response. And that anger feels justified. So with that, we just want to satisfy our sense of justice. Even if we're not angry anymore, we just believe our offenders just doesn't deserve our forgiveness. We just want to withhold it to avoid to appear to condone what they actually did to us. You know, forgiveness is just like we, we feel like we're letting the offender uh, off the hook without getting any punishment. You know the old saying, you do the crime, you serve the time. You know, I've seen managers do this. Say a uh, cook gets some long time food or a server rings something in wrong and they ask for forgiveness and we just have that emotion that we were angry because we had to talk to the table or the guest was upset or they cost us money. So we won't give them the forgiveness. We'll withhold that for them. So that way they're emotionally vested in what's going to happen and you won't allow them to be able to move forward with it. You're holding on to them and not giving them a sense of uh, relief that they will be okay moving forward. So since they hurt us, we don't want to forgive it. You know, they've done harm to us, so we want to do harm to them. You know, the old saying, an eye for an eye just feels very satisfying. And sometimes you lack the power to deliver actual harm, so you just harbor that anger. And that just feels makes you feel better about it. You know, just holding a grudge against a certain person, and then what does that do? That creates more tension, and again, just does not develop a good, healthy relationship. Hey, you know, and sometimes they haven't apologized. And of course, we know the power of an apology it really opens a path of forgiveness. And that can't be overestimated when you're the one who needs to receive the forgiveness. And then when someone commits an injustice, we often just cease to see that they can do anything good. You know, that spotlight they put on themselves uh, with that the act is uh, just highlighted in every other little thing that can you can attach to it and put the spotlight on. So I want you to think back of the five or six points I just gave you about why we don't forgive and uh, sit there make a list make a people that you have not forgiven and see which one of these fit was it you know that you're just reluctant to go the anger you're just looking for some justice you know you're feeling like you're letting them off the hook you know you think you need to do an eye for an eye so you're going to remain angry um, they've never apologized or, you know, again, it's just, uh, you just don't think they can do any good. And write down that person and the reason next to it. So there you have it with the reasons why we do not forgive. Now, um, I want to turn that in why we should forgive others. Forgiveness is hard because the hurt mattered. Forgiving someone doesn't mean you trust them. 
It means you are no longer depending on them to right their wrongs. You are releasing them from owning you. I'm going to go ahead and repeat that. Forgiveness is hard because the hurt mattered. Forgiving someone doesn't mean you trust them. It means you are no longer depending on them to right their wrongs. You are releasing them from owning you. Let me frame it in another way. Think of it this, like this. You're drinking the poison and you're expecting the other person to die. The person is no longer really hurting you. You're continuing to hurt yourself by focusing on the issue and not letting it go. Think how many times you've done this. You're sitting there stewing and just getting upset. You're staying away from that person. You need their help. You, and you just avoid it because you're so mad at them that you, again, they're fine and they're moving forward. Well, you're holding on to this and you're holding yourself back when you need them to complete your next task or help get you to another level. Again, why we should forgive others is, you know, yes, the hurt mattered, but it's not about that. It's about re not counting on them to ask to apologize or ask for forgiveness. It's us just releasing them from owning us so we can move forward. To give you a clear example of why we should forgive others, Think about a person that you just, every time they talk to you, they just frustrate you or piss you off. That really, when you look back at it, there was something, or maybe over time, multiple things that you never forgave them for, that you're waiting for them to apologize, and they may not even know that you offended them. And so over time, these walls just keep building up higher and higher on your side because you've never done anything to go ahead and just release them from it and kind of build a bridge versus continuing to build that wall. So think of it this way. Forgiveness is the bridge. Anger is the wall. So it really comes down to the fact that do you want to build a bridge and be involved in forgiveness? Or do you want to build a wall and continue with the anger? Again, walls either keep things in or keep things out. And that bridge is what spans that, that obstacle and allows the journey to continue. So again, forgiveness is about building the bridges. Anger is about building the walls. And for you, you have to be able to build bridges. So now let's get into some insights I want to offer you on, on how you forgive yourself so that you can move forward. So again, when you're trying to either forgive yourself or someone else, just remember no matter how hard you try, you can't change what happened. You can only learn from it grow from it and move forward you have to accept what happened next you got to take responsibility for what you did and the pain you caused others and then asking them for forgiveness and if this is self-inflicted then it's asking yourself for forgiveness you know even if the person does not forgive you you still must forgive yourself forgiving yourself does not have to be contingent on the, them forgiving you and here's where i see people go wrong They've taken responsibility. They ask for forgiveness. The person doesn't give it to them. So they just go right back into the mode of the either anger, fear, uh, repressed. And once they forgive themselves, that's when everything will start to change. Because you can't wait. You can't control what they're going to do or say or how they're going to feel. But you've done your part. You've asked for forgiveness. You've taken responsibility of it. And really, it's up to them from that point forward. And for you, you know you've done everything you could. And so you have to forgive yourself for that mistake. Which leads us to the last part of the podcast today. Uh, how do you have a happy forgiving? Well, there's four steps to it. The first step in forgiveness is to calm down. We were wrestling with that rage and pain and just trying to get some emotional clarity by, again, taking a breath, meditate, take a step back 
really calm yourself down so you can move on to the next step. All right, and step two is about shifting your focus. Instead of being fixated on you know the how and why someone hurt you, look at yourself to really seek to understand yourself and your expectations. You know, and then just really have some compassion for yourself and recognize that you have needs that the other person didn't meet and maybe they couldn't meet or fulfill. So, you know, really that's about finding empathy for the person that hurt you. It may seem like they deliberately did harm, but a lot of times that's not the case. Their actions weren't necessarily intentional, but rather an attempt to get their own unmet needs handled. Just remember that person that failed you is also just a, another vulnerable, flawed human being. Fourth step is just to stop acting like a victim. Changing your narrative is key. Uh, people get stuck in a very rigid, narrow story that keeps them trapped in their heads. So I want to share a story. Uh, had this manager that was in a wreck and was going to miss 10 to 14 days worth of work. So uh, really cared about him and went ahead and checked on how many sick days he had available, how many vacation days. Uh, again, I didn't want him to have to be stressed financially. So, you know, I looked at all that and uh, called and checked on him, asked him how he was doing. And then I, I went in to explain how many sick days they had, how many vacation days. I wanted to see if they wanted to use them or not. I didn't know what their financial situation was, but I wanted them to know that I had thought of a way to help them out um, and be able to let them focus on healing. You know, so talking to the employee, he got real frustrated and upset with me um, because he didn't think I cared. He, you know, so here I was, I was pissed off because here I did all this work to make sure he felt good about it and that he was gonna be taken care of. And he turns it on me and makes me feel like everything I did had no value. You know, he wasn't looking for the financial aspects of it. He just wanted to know that we cared and that he was gonna have a job when he came back. You know, in my mind, I never even thought about him not having a job. So a couple months later, I'm talking to him and I asked for forgiveness and apologize about how I made him feel. And, you know, honestly, I expected him to kind of do the same thing since it was a misinterpretation of each other. So I really had to take some of my own advice and remember why we should forgive others. And it just, again, means that we're no longer depending on them to right their wrongs. I'm releasing them from owning me. You know, I took responsibility for what I did and the pain that caused them. And like I said, I asked for forgiveness. They didn't give it to me, but I did forgive myself and I was able to move forward from it. So again, to just be able to calm yourself and have emotional clarity and be able to shift your focus and understand my own expectations and then I understand what their expectations were and I don't create too narrow of a narrative of it so I'm able to ask for forgiveness but more importantly I'm forgiving myself and that's again creating a bridge and not creating a wall. And again I want to wish you a happy forgiving just remember, no matter if you're trying to forgive someone else or forgive yourself, both of the times you always have to forgive yourself. And the more you practice forgiving, the more bridges you build and the less walls you'll be building. And until next time, manage with your head, lead with your heart, and walk in faith.